All right, there we are. Good morning. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's good to have you with us here this morning for the Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. It's Friday, May 26, 2023. Uh, just a few of you checking in so far, so uh, hopefully some other folks will jump on with us here later on. This is the epic conclusion of our study of the the whole story of the Pentecost of our Lord. We don't hear the whole thing on Pentecost Sunday. It's spread out over a few days um, that we actually don't end up hearing because we don't celebrate Pentecost in the way that uh, our forefathers did or that the lectionary actually um, suggests, which is to uh, gather uh, Pentecost Eve, Pentecost Day, Pentecost Evening, or Monday and Tuesday. So much like we do with Easter and with Christmas where we gather um, for a few days around the feast day. And Pentecost traditionally was celebrated in the same way. And that's why the reading is divided over those reading uh, those few days. Yeah, and the question Chris asks is why? Um, well, as you've noticed here, my emphasis is at, at least to begin with um, this online version of daily prayer. So the idea that Christians would actually pray daily has for the most part, been lost amongst us as well, right? That we, with any kind of intensity. Um, our church has actually promoted it in a way, I think, maybe not intentionally, um, but with something like Portals of Prayer, which will have a single verse, a brief meditation, not really on that verse, but kind of jumping off from the verse often, and then, um, then a brief prayer, which takes you, you know, two minutes maybe, minute and a half, three minutes, if you stop and think about it a bit. And, uh, and then that's considered prayer, which, you know, it is. But is that what the scriptures actually um, both commend to us and even demand of us? Hmm, that's a different question. As far as celebrating feast days, of course, we're free to celebrate them uh, full, uh, more richly even than our opponents, as it says in the Augsburg Confession. That's the Roman Church. Uh, Lutherans traditionally would celebrate um, the feast days with more exuberance uh, than the Roman Church did. And that seems to have inverted back. Um, the, the Roman Church celebrates a few days, but of course, how many attend? That's always the the case as well. So, to me, I think it's just a matter of priorities. To answer your question, Chris, um, the priority of of faith for life rather than life for faith. I th- if that makes sense to you, the uh, the God words God excuse me God's word comes first. And only then can one live, truly live in this world. Um, but I think most people think of life as coming first and then faith as kind of an uh, add-on you know, to make life more valuable or more worthwhile. And that's not the picture of the scriptures. All right, good. All right, so let us begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right, our psalm for the week. 
Uh, let's just do verses 1 through 12 today. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with a willing spirit. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Uphold me with a willing spirit. Uh, You think of the Old Testament text from this past Sunday, to which the psalm immediately followed, uh, in regards to remove the heart of stone from my flesh and give me a heart of flesh. The heart, uh, as I mentioned last evening in our commencement address, the heart is is synonymous for the conscience in the New Testament. So we want a clean conscience or a clear conscience. And uh, that has to be given to us. It's not something, you can't clear your own conscience. You can't give yourself a new heart. It has to be a gift from God. Memory verse for the week. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Philippians 1 verse 21. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Philippians 1 verse 21. Catechism, table of duties, to widows. The widow, who is really in need and left all alone, puts her hope in God and continues night and day to pray and to ask God for help. But the widow who lives for pleasure is dead even while she lives. 1 Timothy 5 verses 5 through 6. To everyone. The commandments are summed up in this one rule love your neighbor as yourself. Romans 13, verse 9. I urge that requests, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for everyone. 1 Timothy 2, verse 1. All right, first reading today is from Isaiah 58. A few, few verses here. Cry aloud, spare not, lift up your voice like a trumpet, tell my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways, as a nation that did righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask of me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching God. Is this not the fast that I have chosen, to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out? When you see the naked, that you cover him, and not hide yourself from your own flesh? Then your light shall break forth like morning, your healing shall spring forth speedily, and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry, and he will say, Here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger, and speaking wickedness. Of course, it keeps going, right? So we have deliverance coming from God. Uh, Isaiah is a delightful text, especially uh, the second and third parts of the book. 
in that uh, it's very poetic, right? So we have uh, like free free verse um, poetry here. Uh, probably there's a great deal more rhyming, but that happens in Hebrew, not in English, of course. Yeah. So God has set us free, but he has not set us free um, to do whatever we choose. He set us free to live within um, the way that he made us and what he has given us for, right? which is key here. So that um, we live in faith toward God, as we were saying, uh, as we began our prayer today. So that's the first point, is that uh, to be truly human, to be most human, is to live a life of faith in God, and that that life is exercised first in prayer and songs of praise and thanksgiving, right? But also um, that we were created for love, love not only for God, but love for one another, right? Sparing bread for the hungry, giving the, a house to the poor who are cast out, a place to live, clothing the naked, right? This is is love exercised in the neighbor. And, and as I said before, I think we need God's word to to show us that uh, the highest goal in life is not to to amass um, fortunes or notoriety or fame to make a name for oneself um, individually or collectively, but rather the highest goal of life is to live a life of sacrifice of love uh, for one another, and not to make a name for oneself, but to uplift others' name and reputation, right? and to preserve others' life, and uh, that that life of sacrifice for others, uh, can be exercised on behalf of, of children, so parents make sacrifices for their children. Um, of course, one another within the Christian congregation to uplift and uphold each other. Right? But you see this then play out in the conclusion here of the account of the, of the Pentecost. You'll see that uh, Christians actually recognize by the Spirit, actually, the Spirit works in them such love for one another. It's really beautiful, and you'll see it here in a minute. And really a fulfillment, then, of the prophecy from Isaiah. All right, so remember the sermon ended yesterday um, <laughs> uh, on, on an unfortunate note, right? This Jesus whom you crucified, God has made both Lord and Christ. <laughs> you crucified your Lord and Christ. Well then, right, what next? Verse 37. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. And with many other words he testified and exhorted them, saying, be saved from this perverse generation. And those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So, continuing daily, with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Significant reading here for the birth of the church. You see, the work of the Spirit, both in the apostles and in the preaching of, of the apostles, the speaking the gospel in the native languages of the peoples there gathered uh, for Pentecost that year, 
but also then the fruit of that work for uh, both in the hearts of the hearers, um, but then also in their life moving forward. Okay? Uh, so what cut the people to the heart? It says they were cut to the heart. Now it's the word of the Lord, which would, was preached by Peter, that they had crucified the Lord and that God had raised Jesus from the dead. This cut them to the heart. Right? And so the crowd asks, what shall we do? What shall we do? Right? What, is this, or what does their question indicate about what the word of the Lord had produced in their hearts? Faith. Right? I mean, it's almost a rhetorical question. What can we do? Right? There is nothing. Right? Uh, they, this has all been God's doing and is marvelous in his eyes. So they are indicating here, what shall we do? Brothers, what shall we do? They believe the word of the gospel that Peter um, preached was the truth. Faith comes by hearing the word of God, right? Romans 10. Chris says these verses are so beautiful. I think so, and because they're, they're sweet, sweet gospel, right? His response is, repent and let every one of you be baptized. Uh, you might say, believe and be baptized, to quote Mark 16. Mm-hmm. Repent and let every one of you be baptized. Notice the passive voice here. It's, it's a gift. It's given. Uh, it's not, you can't baptize yourself. Baptism is not an active verb. It's a passive verb. It's received. Right. So why, why is Peter, or what did Peter mean by telling them, I should say, to repent? What do you think he meant by that? Right. Now, the most basic definition of repent that I um, teach the children, and there's, there's other ways to do it, but um, is to turn back to God. Metanoia is to change one's mind in Greek. That's the word here. Um, the Hebrew um, is, to, is to turn, to return, to be turned around. All right? So they are to continue in the word that has turned them around, right? So that they once again believe about themselves, um, that they are sinners, and that Jesus is the Christ. Um, here you might, might be helpful for you to remember the Augsburg Confession, Article 12, Article 12 of the, of the Augsburg Confession on Repentance. Properly speaking, true repentance is nothing else than to have contrition and sorrow or terror on account of sin, and yet, at the same time, to believe the gospel and absolution, namely that sin has been forgiven and grace has been obtained through Christ. All right, so repent um, does not just mean to be sorry for one's sins, but rem- remember how we say it in the Catechism, a confession has two parts. First, that we confess our sins, and second, that we receive absolution, that is forgiveness. All right? So here, we believe what God says about our sin, and two, but we also believe that he uh, forgives us on the account of Christ. Right? And then where does Peter direct them for certainty of that forgiveness? To, their ba- to baptism, right? To holy baptism. There's the certainty of salvation. I am baptized into Christ. Satan, drop your ugly accus- accusation. I'm not so soon enticed, for example. Um, again, be baptized passive, not an activity or work that we do, but one that God does for us and gives to us. All right? And then he tells you about um, the two benefits that baptism gives. It works forgiveness of sins, a remission of sins here, and rescues us from sin, death, and the devil. Right? Um, but here also, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So forgiveness and the Spirit. Again, the Spirit is working faith that we believe the forgiveness that we receive in baptism. Right? Now, to whom does God make this promise of baptism? According to Peter, the apostle. It's for you and for your uh, wee little kinder, right? Your children. Um, and for those who are far off. I'm trying to remember. Uh, it's been a while since I looked at this in the Greek. I should do it again before Sunday, of course. And uh, Acts 2, that is if I plan to preach on it. 
uh where's that i want to say that it's the word for like toddlers but let me look here to be sure all right for this uh epigalia this promise um is for your technos yeah technoi right and that word technon um is a child my son my child right the young right it just means ki uh, kinder we would say in german okay yeah so clearly for for a little bit it doesn't say brephos you know like like uh, newborn infants but uh, we certainly don't mind that either since it is passively received grammatically here uh, if you want to talk about infant baptism baptism is not a work and it doesn't require faith it gives faith and forgiveness the gift of the spirit and it's not something we do but it's something that god gives to us right and it is for children all right of course what happens then through baptism this promise is to you and to your children see we are called children of god in baptism it's right there how many were baptized that day oh what does it say here be saved from this perverse generation oh about three thousand souls were added to them all right and then as i said you'll see the fruits of the gospel uh, worked in baptism the gift of the spirit changing christian hearts here so what did the baptized do there's four things right um, at the beginning maybe a total of seven all set, all told they continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine so they held fast to the apostles doctrine because it of course confessed jesus the fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayer right and i like the prayers as we have here are in prayers right which yes includes things like the lord's prayer and our own private prayers but also include the liturgy right liturgical life that's what they continued in a life of regular consistent prayer like we talked about at the beginning of our um, daily devotion here today right apostles um teaching uh, is that how they translated here no doctrine i like doctrine right the apostles doctrine is the doctrine of the church uh one of the children yesterday remarked that oh you mean like the apostles creed yes the apostles creed is a confession of the doctrine of the church right this is why we confess i believe right? of course we have other um, confessions that seek to confess what uh, the apostles received from our lord and then handed down to us the fellowship this is actually the gathering together the koinonia the ecclesia in latin or greek excuse me what is it in latin uh, Kier well, German is Kirka. No, it is Ecclesia in Latin, right? So to be gathered together around our Lord, his word, our baptism, in our baptism, and around his supper, right? Which is the breaking of the bread. It's there. Right? So we have the life of the church being given right here in verse 42. The whole life, the whole life. To hear preaching and his word, to study it together, to be gathered together, to receive that, to console one another, mutual conversation and consolation of the brethren, right? As Luther says. Uh, breaking the bread, which they did daily, Lord's Supper, and prayers. Hmm. All right. Um, of course, prayer is, of course, to call on God for help or blessing, um, according to the promises of his word. This is what we actually do in many and various ways in the church, whether it's the formal things we call prayers. Um, the liturgy itself has many pleas to God based off of his word. Lord, have mercy. Glory be to God on high and on earth. Right. Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. These sorts of things. All right. Um, hymns are included there, and of course, um, other kinds of prayers of intercession. Right? Hymns, reading of scripture, preaching, intercessions, the liturgy of the church is are the prayers. Right? Um, and then you see what the believers do for each other as a result. They were all together, right? So there's the fellowship again, and had all things in common. So they're taking uh, the surplus of the wealth that they have, 
thinking that Jesus is coming again immediately soon, probably. But uh, regardless, um, looking to the poor and looking for opportunities to care for them, amongst them, right? Namely, amongst the brotherhood. All right, and what? Where did they still meet each day? In the temple courts. Right, so they go to the temple, they hear God's word, and then they return um, to their homes to receive uh, the supper. Right, and how did the the church increase? By all their efforts, by all their strength, by all the things that they did? No, just like their baptism, by the work of the Spirit of God, right? The Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Not them, the Lord did. And so this is essential for reframing how we think of ourselves as a Christian congregation, as the church at large, right? Recognizing that it's all a work or a gift of God. Um, We talked about that last night in the commencement address, which you can uh, go and watch online or uh, listen to in podcast form, of course. All right. The recognition that they had crucified the Lord cut like a sharp knife into their hearts, especially because Peter had preached to them from the Old Testament scriptures. You remember Psalm 16, uh, Joel chapter 2, etc., that Jesus was the Christ. Peter then called them to Christ through the waters of holy baptism. There, Jesus joins us to himself for the forgiveness of sins and gives us the Holy Spirit. Proper preaching always draws the converted hearts. To holy baptism. Peter repeated the teaching of Jesus that baptism is for all nations. The promise attached to baptism anchored their faith in the word of Christ rather than in themselves or in the decision of their own will. The closing verses summarize the life of the church in this world. The church is the little community of faith in Christ that the Holy Spirit calls together and continually nourishes through the preaching of the gospel and administration of the sacraments of Christ. In this fellowship of hearing the word and receiving the sacraments, the baptized live in mercy and in prayer for one another and for the world in which they live. All right. Now we've got our hymn for the week. Say the Lord ascends in triumph. Doomed to come, 
He our Enoch is translated to his everlasting hopes. Now stanza five. He has raised our human nature on the clouds to God's right hand. There we sit in heavenly places, there with him in glory stand. Jesus reigns, adored by angels, men with goddess on his throne. By our mighty Lord's ascension, we by faith behold our own. All right. I do not believe we have a commemoration today. No. All right. Good. Let us pray. O King of glory, Lord of hosts, uplifted in triumph far above all heavens, Leave us not without consolation, but send us the Spirit of truth whom you promised from the Father. For you live and reign with him in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Heavenly Father, comfort all widows who have lost their husbands and are left all alone. Give them strength and courage to put their hope in you and to cry out to you for help night and day. In their loneliness and sorrow, draw them closer to your divine services and deliver them from the temptation to seek fulfillment from the pleasures of life that can never truly satisfy. Teach them to believe that they have a sacred calling as widows to live by faith in the greater bridegroom, who laid down his life for his bride, and in whom alone are pleasures forevermore. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O Lord, as you have loved us in place of yourself and thereby fulfilled all of God's law on our behalf, teach us to walk by faith in your love in all that we do to live in love and self-sacrifice toward others in our callings, and to pray for everyone in need, seeking not our own glory, but the welfare and salvation of our neighbor. In your holy name we pray. Amen. We pray this day for the preaching of the Holy Cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, for its spread throughout the whole world, for the persecuted and for the sick and dying. Let us pray to the Lord, Lord of mercy. We pray today in Thanksgiving uh, with Ella celebrating her baptism. Pray with Don and Karen. Hey, they're here on the chat. Happy anniversary, Don and Karen. Pray for the households of our church, especially Matt and Allie, Dan, Kevin and Kim, Gary and Julie, Kevin and Mandy and Doug. Continue to give thanks to God for the preservation of faith amongst us and for the and in Thanksgiving for the service of Mrs. Polster and Mrs. Larson, um, both of whom are leaving us as teachers this year. And we bid them uh, farewell and Godspeed last evening. Pray for our catechumens. Um, that they be kept in the faith this summer as they uh, take take a few months off. Of course, our adult catechumens who will continue in instruction. Pray for those ill receiving treatment or recovering, especially Dale and Pam, Joe, Kelsey, Marion, Naomi, Christopher, Marcy, Brad, Gus and Eileen, Ron, Doug, Hosea, Pat, Wade, Wendell, and Darlene. Our homebound, Marcella, Walt, Dan, Paul, Dolores, Merlin, and Pauline the missions and mercy work of the church, especially the work of Lutherans for Life. We ask the Lord to preserve and increase hope amongst us for the government and those in authority. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, that's our congregation of prayer for today, Friday, May 26, 2023. So good to have you with us here this morning. Uh, we can join us again in the morning. Well, Saturday morning, we're going to look forward to Sunday, except we've been doing that all week. Uh, so maybe we'll keep it brief tomorrow. Eh, or maybe not. We'll see. All right. So join us for prayer in the morning, 9 a.m., uh, and then Divine Service Sunday at 9.30, at least one more week. And then, uh, beginning the first Sunday in June, Sunday will be at 9 as well. So everything at 9 o'clock, Central Time, um, all week. So um, maybe that consistency will help. I don't know. Uh, we're hoping to go a little bit earlier than that in the summer, but that was our compromise. All right. So yes, it's good to have you all here with us. And uh, hopefully you'll be strengthened by God's Word uh, for your day today. God be with you. We'll see you again soon. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org that's stjohnrandomlake.org slash support and give today.